Hi, I'm Kate Thomas, owner of North and Leisure. I help travelers and travel pros plan custom itineraries to Ireland, Scotland, and Atlantic Canada. And I'm Heather Christopher, owner of Heather Christopher Travel Consulting. I help time-starved couples and families plan seamless vacations. This is the true story of two travel professionals with over 20 years of experience that agreed to start a podcast. Find out what happens when we air the behind the scenes. This is Travel Pro Theory. Hey guys, this is Travel Pro Theory, and today we are doing a listener questions episode. Uh, I think this is volume like three. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you did yeah. put it up there. Sorry. Part part three. <laughs> part three. These are always kind of these are definitely our favorites. So as yeah, we always these. say, like keep these coming. Um we're gonna cover as much as possible today. We these always give us good topic ideas too. So we have another we'll do another episode specifically on we're gonna call it like the F's, FAMs and fees. Um, because that was a question that comes up a that lot. Just so makes me want to curse so badly when you say the Fs. <laughs> Fucking fans. <laughs> Fucking fees. <laughs> That's true. earmuffs. Sorry, children. Sorry. Apologies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This right. actually, this question I got super excited about when somebody um, put it in, which is what makes people make the decision when buying travel. Yeah, I was really excited about this because I think there is definitely a lot of psych. I mean, I'm obviously not the first person to say that. There's studies done of like all the psych behind selling and marketing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think that this goes back to, this is kind of funny because this ties into our conversation, um, the episode we just recorded about. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking of like, what order are we releasing these? Because it does totally tie back into what we were just discussing. It really does. Yeah. Discussing. We're, we feel like there's a huge um, crowd, I don't know what to say, population of the travel industry that doesn't know how to sell. And that, we said it in that episode, but like that is a natural thing that either you either have it or you don't. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you have to sell just like I do or like Katie does, but you have to know what your strengths are and where your weaknesses are in selling. That if yeah. it's just not clicking for you, it pro- you should probably move to a different sector of the industry. Yeah, like there's no right or wrong way to sell, but at the end of the day, this is a sales job. So you do need to be able to close the sale. Um, and make money. Yeah. Um, make there's money. plenty of, free resources out there um, talking about selling. There's podcasts, uh, you know, whatever out there. But in terms of like selling travel, I think what we're going to try to go through today in terms of this question is like key things we think or key things we know we hear from clients Mm -hmm. and Katie hears via via advisors about clients that tell us what is probably going to happen at the end of this, whether it will close or it won't close. Um, To set yourself up for success, I, I still do a phone call. I actually really prefer a FaceTime call or Zoom call, Google Hangout, whatever. Obviously, if you can meet in person, that's great. But I do think that is step A and getting this locked and loaded. Set yeah. yourself up for success. Talk to them on the phone or whatever you know methodology you want to use. I do know just from seeing on a lot of your uh, websites, some of you do the call first and then have them fill out a questionnaire um, I personally do the questionnaire and then a call because I want to kind of vet them before I, I just don't, I'm pretty limited in time as most of us yeah. are, but um, that's how I do it. I know Katie well, does it that way too. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think that gives you the, um, and, and for anyone listening who knows the 
it's like no secret um, that I I prefer written communication versus the phone. Um, but obviously, if I'm working like directly with a traveler, I definitely do the call up front. Um, but if if you're that person too, where like maybe the call side of things is not your strongest. Uh, suit, I would recommend actually doing the questionnaire first because that gives me like all of my context and material that I feel fully prepared before I jump on that call and then I'm ready with questions. Yeah, I that I agree, yeah. and I, I think that's just you have to know how how you connect with people better. Right. Um, I think it it doesn't shock me, and of course, Katie and I both come from the school in terms of being travel advisors. Like the only way I talked to people was by phone when I started mm-hmm. email was not just just not being used as regularly and yeah. my boss certainly certainly didn't want me using it so I always like the phone rang I had to pick it up I had to take the information I had oh, to discern yeah. the information and like <laughs> that was that was how I did it um yeah so it's I actually so funny. don't think that's it's like, like- Oh, I was just thinking, but just totally reminding me of my old days. Like, that was such a rite of passage. Like, it was such a relief to not be the new girl anymore after a while because <laughs> that was, like, the new person. You don't know how to sell yet, so guess what you get to do? Answer every phone call. <laughs> yeah. That's how you learned, right? And yeah, then totally how you learned. Oh, my gosh. I remember my boss getting mad. at We had an assistant, and we were trying to teach her to sell, and she didn't go on to sell, which is – she's great at what she does now, and – it's just funny. I look back. I'm like, that poor girl. We tortured her, and she was never going to, like, <laughs> make it. And then, of course, it, like, turned away clients. Like, it, I just feel so bad yeah. thinking about it now. Like, oh, man. It's such but a I good – But I actually think it's a good – It's a good skill. So if you're doing that a, first and your brand's yes. new, I actually applaud you even more. Yeah. Because I know oh, the rest 100%. of us are telling you, put your form, put your form. But you know what? When you're just learning do how you. to talk to yeah. people – I'm yep. actually really proud of you guys who do that because that it does a take balls and B yeah. like and yeah it's it's not an easy thing and then to have to it's a great way to practice selling your value. Hey, yes. yeah, well thanks for calling. This is what I do. Here's the process. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here it makes you mm-hmm. it forces you to get more comfortable and more comfortable and then with that you will be more comfortable eventually charging a fee when it's appropriate when, when yeah, you've had that's that. It you know, the credibility and the experience. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. I mean, Um, I'm sure we'll cover this on the fee episode, but yeah, that was my exact same thought process as you were talking there. Like, when you have to explain your rationale for charging a fee over and over and over again, like, that is a confidence builder that will serve you in the long run, It will, absolutely. And even though, like, admittedly, like, calls are not not my fave thing, mainly in the interest of time, to be honest, like sorry if my you know what i mean if if for some reason like email disappeared tomorrow like i'd be fine i could still sell on the phone that's no big deal so it is an important uh, skill set Ooh, i like that i was gonna say that's a good a good thought process there like if email was gone tomorrow mm-hmm. if your email's down are you going to be comfortable yeah. picking up the phone i think that's an important um, question to ask for like all parts of your business like if email disappears are you okay uh if you can't get on a call uh, can you still close on an email if you don't have social media tomorrow if instagram goes down again Ooh, are love you this. gonna be okay i love this one <laughs> i'll be break fine free. <laughs> I, was, I was like break free yeah um okay so yeah. that's step a and you know how do people make the decision they, they need yeah, to connect okay. with you if they let's go to the basics of like they're reaching out 90 percent of the time because they need a human they are not finding Mm -hmm. what they need online whether it's a time problem a resources problem 
whatever. Like, there's a reason that they're like, you know what? I need a human being involved. I'm sick of looking at this online, whatever the case is. Um, Right. Now, I will say there is, it's actually probably more than 10%, to be honest, because I feel like I hear this a lot from you guys. And I remember this from when I first started where people would call me like, I found this online and I want to know. Sorry. Like, this is a Pamela Bivens moment where she, oh, where she gives it a voice. I'm this so sorry. so That's funny. No, terrible, I'm really truth. enjoying it. I'm, I'm really sorry. enjoying it. <laughs> oh, God. I shouldn't have talked to her this morning. I, sh- I shouldn't have laughed because I, re- I wanted to keep going. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, God. When they call and they so kindly say... <laughs> um, I'm honestly like the, imagining one of my parents' friends doing this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they, <laughs> like with that voice, you know. Sorry, uh, that we, was terrible. We saw this. God forgive we me. We saw this. Yeah, we saw oh, this Lordy. online, and we just <laughs> want to know if we can beat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. We I want you to beat it the, and match it on the on the internet. <laughs> on the, <laughs> oh God, we're going uh, to hell. Uh, um, <laughs> Well, at least we'll be together, friends. At least we'll be together. (laughs) I like to think of myself as a nice Christian girl. And then those bitches bears its head. I'm blaming talking to Pamela Bivens this morning. And she had me dying laughing. (laughs) Um, Anyways, and she used to say stuff like that. Uh, (laughs) She was, I have to share. It's actually making me laugh harder thinking of Pam. <laughs> she was like, Heather, I figured out why I couldn't get this client to send me the passport photo of her husband. I got it. And I jumped back. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> oh, God. I'm imagining Pam. Like, I'm imagining Pam right. saying that is like killing me. That's I'm sorry. No, no. Like, not if you even know who she is. But, oh, God. She's the best. She's just the best. She's and, so um, sweet. She's so She's just sweet. so funny. She's just so real and funny. Oh, and she actually, God. that woman t- sells easily 2 million plus a year. She kills it. She has the best way of connecting with people. Yeah, I am very does. lucky to have learned from her. Uh, she is anyways, she's great with people. She really is. That, that's God like her, her super. She's she is so good amazing. At, she's a phone person. She's one like, if, if, oh my if her computer burns down, she's fine. She's good she's, go. she's fine. She'd actually be the happiest <laughs> woman on this planet. Oh, she's yeah, like, she good. Good like, riddance. Yeah done with that oh don't have to gosh. check that anymore <laughs> she i actually she'd be great to like get on here and be like how do you so i don't know if she could articulate what she does though because she is a yeah i don't mo- know like it's but, she's but i feel like if you like if anyone like heard her they'd they'd get it immediately though you know what i mean because she just connects with people she has a way right away she has that a way of like making a people believe it yeah and understand that i wish it i had I well, we have. Um, I, I feel like I could say this because I honestly don't think that she'll listen to this. But like, Heather knows this well. Like, Pam is one of the few people that like because she always calls, even though I prefer email, and she knows it, and I know it, and it doesn't matter. I'll still answer her calls, and like every time, I'm always like, Pam, can you send this to me? And then it's like, it doesn't matter. Within 30 seconds, I'm like dying laughing. And I'm happy to be talking to her. And I'm going to do whatever she asks. It's like, it literally is a superpower. Like, I get off the phone. I'm like, what just happened here? What <laughs> That's happened? how she gets people to buy. They don't even know what, yeah. they don't even have any clue. But she's just, also just very say good yes. at matching people. She is so, so good at yeah. matching people, at knowing what they need, at knowing what, they, oh, God, mm-hmm. she is, she's a genius. She doesn't That's even true. know. Actually, because she, she'll, she'll come to me sometimes and, like, literally doesn't even have specifics on them. She's like, put me together something similar to these people. And then she'll just sell it. And I'm like, all yeah, right. She's, she's a powerhouse. Yeah. 
Girl is a power and funny as all get out. Oh, God. Yeah, that she was, is. Sorry. That was like a tangent. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So uh, when did people make the decision? Like, how? Yes. Now I forget the question. <laughs> now I yeah, can't even what, remember uh, what the exact question was. I'm going it back was, to find it. Let me open What it makes up. people uh, make the decision when buying travel? Yes. That was it. Okay. So to me, the answer to this is always, it is not a rational decision. This is an emotional decision. I think that applies to everything people buy, right? Like it has right. to speak to speak to an emotion. And like Heather was saying, I think that's that's one reason when you're working directly with a traveler, like to get on a call because you're gonna pick up on those signals and pick up on the the languages. But it all comes down to like, what are they really? Why are they looking for this trip? Is it an occasion? Like are they celebrating something? Do they need to escape? Is it a time to reconnect with themselves, with their family? Is this um, just a tradition? They go somewhere every year, they're looking for something new. Like, what is it that they're really looking for? And I, if you can get to that, then then you're gonna be able to to give them something they'll buy. Yeah, that's, I think, yeah. Like, why why do they need you? Why do they think they need you? Mm-hmm. What, what are they not finding? What problem are you solving for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't totally. I think that people put a lot of pressure on that. It doesn't have to be some big, long thought out answer. Mm-mm. Just what problem mm-hmm. are you solving? It could be very basic. I don't have time to research this. I don't want to yeah. be in charge of this. I can't I find what I seem it. to be looking for. Yeah, I don't uh-huh. want to think about it. I want this to be yep. stress free. Whatever the whatever yeah. the case is. Um, yeah. So knowing, so a it's like set yourself up for success and the fact that get you have to connect with them then find mm-hmm. out when you're connecting with them what is it that you're what what are their pain points what do they hate yeah. about travel what do they hate about planning travel um shoot i had a really i had a thought maybe not and put really those questions one, on your form like you have it on your form i have something similar on my form like you'd be surprised people will will they are very forthcoming with that information like Mm -hmm. what what Mm -hmm. what their concerns are with traveling and if you can address those concerns you're halfway there amen i also think i wanted to try to pull hopefully my memory will work um some pull some examples of things that people tend to say when and then i know what way Mm. the conversation is going or i know what way the the transaction for lack of a better word is is going to end um Typically, like signs that it's not ending well, a if they try to get you off the phone. Okay, I'll yeah. talk to my significant other. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, just send that follow. That's like email. the ultimate uh-huh. excuse. I'm gonna right, discuss it out. with so and so. Bye. Yeah, yeah. that re- it really is. That I don't. Yeah, I can't think of many instances. I remember more. I only remember the ones that didn't didn't close that ended in that conversation. Um, yeah, but like in the and that's and I want to clarify based on my process like that that is happening at the beginning when I'm on that call with them yeah and I typically probably know in my gut too right away because we'll start talking and I'll be like uh that's not really either what I do or we're not on the same page about what you what you're going to get from me um and sometimes unfortunately that's no matter how much information I've put out there and given to them so that they can stop themselves from contacting me yeah that they still do yeah yeah and then yeah. you know we have to take the time to do the phone call, and we find out that yeah, this is really just not. It's just not work. A, not a fit. It's not. I think that's an important that's an important point though, because like I think that's actually true. If if 
if you are not a good work style fit, like if, if someone comes to Heather and it's not a match for what they do, or someone comes to me and it's really not a match for what I do, like, oh man, it's, it's kind of not like you're much better off. Like, as we say all the time, like sending that out, recommending it out to someone who does that really well. And it will be a good fit because you're kind of fighting an uphill battle and it's, Mm. it's not going to be really good for you or for them. Exactly. And you'll hate yourself. Yep. (laughs) You'll just. (laughs) Side note, you will hate yourself. (laughs) Side note, this will will be awful. And decide how many months you have to deal with that for. Uh, Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Say yes to a trip that's a year out that you didn't really want. Tell me how you feel about it in 12 months. (laughs) I think something I really want to pick apart here a bit is because I've, I've experienced it more and more in the last two years or year and a half or so is that I'll have clients that are really struggling to make final decisions. So I've, this year I've really focused on, because, and I believe we've talked about it before on some episodes, but where like my closing rate or the closing, not rate, but like time frame. Yeah. Length to close. I don't know. know. Sales cycle. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. Closing window. I don't know. Thank you. There you go. That sounds right that sounds right um, we'll go with that <laughs> used to be probably like on average less than two weeks for a custom yeah. itinerary and now i would say it's easily four to eight weeks like mm-hmm. i would definitely yeah. say it's somewhere between there i it may be six we could just go with six to give it a median and that is much slower than i was i think used that's to. um i think that's across the board too i'm seeing that from most of the travel advisors i work with right now which is fascinating. So I've had to re I've revamped how I've done things. And I've seen people talk about this in Amico's group on Facebook too, because, okay, we need to get, th- we need to, this needs to be happening faster. It's not always mm-hmm. going to work obviously, but mm-hmm. th- you know, you want to take the time to grab them when they're ready. Right. So right. I think that you have to, so I've started giving deadlines, get this back to me in three days. Um, and then following up in three days, do you need more time? And then I actually have one couple right now I'm thinking of that we have, we've been all over the board. We've had some uh, changes and dates and stuff. And I've been like, here's what we're doing. You are, I realized they needed me to be in control. She couldn't handle another decision, which is understandable. Um, In some cases, I feel like that when it comes to a lot of things in my life. I'm like, if I'm paying you, just make the decision. I'm I'm telling you, I trust you, make the decision. Yeah. Yep. Um, And she was a great example of that. So I had to kind of like, reroute my thought I'm like no 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 all right this is what we're doing yeah. and they they were good to go they bought they just needed me to step in and say yes this is great for you and yeah. I feel really good about this I wouldn't obviously not sell something that I didn't feel good about because that's not going to end well for anybody um right. but I also think I I'm I knew my memory wouldn't work how I wanted it to. I'm trying to pull certain conversations out of my brain of like this is how yeah. I know I'm well, either good to start- go I mean, you can, so this is not something I, I, I really see too much on my side because I'm so specific in my destinations, but I, this is something we talk about all the time that you see a lot, which is, and I think it's indicative of exactly what you're saying, like a client who maybe is struggling to make a decisions, they're struggling with FOMO, they want everything to like, okay, but is this the right thing for this right now? And just like paralyzed Mm -hmm. by that decision. Um, And I think that one of the things is, because whenever you call me and you're like, I got a new thing, and they're looking at like 
three destinations it's like oh god (laughs) like great okay (laughs) especially when they're vastly different not like three caribbean islands which one are we going to it's like okay we're looking at japan and ireland and also uh costa rica (laughs) what are we gonna do yeah (laughs) i have had a couple of those lately (laughs) yeah so i think that like that's one thing you can look for it's like if they're really all over the place like I think that kind of speaks to people's fear of not making the right decision, of missing out, of there's also certainly an element of, okay, all of our, all of our friends are going to be watching this trip on Instagram. Where are we going? Is it going to be the best? Um, yeah. And you have to give them, especially, you know, if they're hiring you, like you have to give them the confidence that, that they are picking the right thing. Yep. Yep. And that based you're discerning that based on everything they have told you and you just it it really is like some of it is about kind of coaching them and making them feel Mm -hmm. confident hey uh that destination is still going to be there it's it's not going away um yeah i say that very lightly after i feel like every after um i know notre dame and i'm like yeah but the reality is like (laughs) I can't you live don't know. worrying you, you, about yeah, that you, not you, being you can't there. Make your, you can't make your plans on that. And then also, uh, I mean, you know this. You know this better than I do, actually, because you're you're dealing more uh, like all client-facing, whereas I'm more behind the scenes. Is, you know, sometimes being a travel advisor is a little bit of a... Like, you're playing the role of a therapist a little bit. Like, you're going to be okay. We're going to make the right choice. Yes. It is a vacation. It is not life or death. Like, you will go and you will have fun. And then next year or the year after that, you're going to go to this other place. And it's going to be great. You know, it's kind of, it's you kind of have to set people up for success in that way, I think. Like, set them up to be like, yeah, you're going to enjoy it. So, just take a breath. So stop. Yeah. Stop freaking out that you're not going to Yeah. Be- to the right yeah. place. Like I'm not I'm um, not gonna send you anywhere shitty. So let's assume this is gonna be a good vacation. Now what do you wanna do? <laughs> you know? Right. Like let's move <laughs> forward. I think it's interesting too, um, like what what makes people make the decision. Uh, mm-hmm. people who are how do I how do I say this? Not I don't wanna say people who are solely based on price, because there are people who are obviously price conscious and they're still gonna make a decision. Um, right. Like that are like, well, this is what we've, this is how much money we've saved, and here's what we have. But people who have no budget are not making decisions. They're not ready to travel. No. If they tell you yeah. have no, they have no budget or they're flexible budget, that doesn't mean anything. Nope. Mm-mm. It me- it might not mean that they are not going to buy something. It just means that they actually haven't thought about it enough, and that's a clue to me that they're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. They're they not doing more basic the- education. Yeah, they haven't thought through the process enough that they're like they whether like regardless of their financial situation, right? Whether they have plenty disposable income or not, if they haven't mentally prepared to spend, you know, 15k on the trip, but they're telling you that that's okay, they're not gonna say yes to it. That's like that's them just seeing what that would look like. Like they're still in the beginning exactly. stages. They're just shopping, and you know what? Mm-hmm. They can do all that research online. I mean, if, if they're mm-hmm. going to pay you and do it, great. But like, and, or and I, I mean, even if you can, even if you could get to that process, like if you if you kind of know that's where they're at, 
Um, which like, this is something I do. Educate them. Yeah. Educate them. This is like a chance for education. So this is something I do, especially because my clients primarily being advisors. So I'm not charging a fee. Like, you know, me vetting someone out is primarily about like time savings. Like I have to know where they're at in the process because I spend the same amount of time upfront if it books or if it doesn't. So if I think that someone's just in that phase where they kind of want to know what they could get, and that's fair information, you know what I mean? Like they want to know yeah. like, okay, if, if I was spending 15K, what am I looking at? And then that's when you can kind of like work with a supplier uh, and come up with like an outline that, you know, I'd rather, I'd much rather spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes on an outline and a ballpark rate than to like, you know, go fully down the rabbit hole on a week of work that's not ready to move forward because the work becomes irrelevant too. You know what I mean? Whenever someone's like, okay, they want to do this next year. I'm like, this isn't the same price next year. So I don't know. (laughs) It may not be available next year. Like the the work literally becomes irrelevant (laughs) at a certain stage. So yeah, that's actually, that's a good point in itself. Um, Yeah. And I don't think that we all, we all know that the general consumer doesn't realize that. No, just like, no. I mean, they, they always expect circ- we can spit they out think a they price anyway. They're like, yeah. you work in travel, you can spit out a price for sure. You know it. You know <laughs> yeah, you all know, the but prices. You know. Oh, oh, you need you need to look, but but you know, right? But you you know. That's what I feel like they're mm-hmm. all saying. <laughs> like, like, st- yeah, stop no. lying. You've got a secret in there. <laughs> Your brain tells you this. <laughs> uh, I also <laughs> think that. I mean, part of the reason I put the process in place, keeping in mind that I look like this is coming from years of just taking those phone calls. That was the only the only way to reach us and yeah. or walk ins, of course, good old walk ins. Oh, um, I never do had to not deal miss with walk-ins. that. Oh, God, I well, bet you're not missing anything. Um, nothing be worse. We'd all finally sit down lunch. We never ate lunch together. And you'd like sit down to eat lunch and somebody walk in and you'd be like, oh, who's getting up today? Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I would be on the other side, though, at times. Like, it really doesn't happen now because there's just not enough storefronts anymore. But at my old job, there were times where I'd be trapped on a call for 45 minutes because the advisor that called in had someone sitting in front of them. And I'm like, please, <gasps> for the love of God, don't do this to me. Please don't do this to us. I remember those days. Oh, God. It was so It was brutal. the worst. It was brutal. like, you w- well... The best I can still remember sitting there on the phone and be like, well, let's call them. <laughs> and then it oh, that I'm was like hold. our biggest like like then we I'm get it and they're hold. like, um, um, oh, the, the agent's like, so I'm sitting here with so and so because, you yes! know, they're trying to they're they're like warning you of what's happening. And you're like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> this is killing me because I could be like, I hated that. And then everybody around the office would be like working and everybody have to be yeah. prim and proper because we had clients sitting at our desk. And, you know, you'd get on with, like, one of the cruise lines or Globus or whatever, and it'd be a 45-minute. The best is that this is how we used to do custom itineraries. We Mm -hmm. used to have to call and sit there. Oh, gosh. I I couldn't really, like, we'd sort of look up hotels, but not really. And then you just hope until they fax it over. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. Like, archaic old bitties. Oh, God. But honestly, it was so funny to me. Like, Like, I distinctly remember that feeling where it's like, you knew it wasn't the advisor's fault because they were on the spot because someone was sitting in front of them. But like they'd give you, it would literally, that was the first line. So I'm sitting here with someone. That's their way of telling you like, 
Buckle up. Can I We're tell both you in for a real ride here? I know. <laughs> I have to tell you the worst is when you be like, I have to pee, I have to pee, I have to pee. Oh my god. Oh, okay, yes. um, hold on. Oh. Un momento. Like yeah. <laughs> Let me check that. I'll put you on hold for a oh. moment. Um wait, I have to say though, there's something to be said for this in some in some yeah. capacity because those sales they rarely walked out of the office without buying. I don't know if that's the same experience for you, but I, I'm like, you, they didn't, they didn't come in and do that and then not buy. True. Yes. Yeah. No. That like, that's a hundred percent true. That's they were making yeah. travel plans right there. So the, I guess my point there is, there's something to be said. Like grab them while they're interested. Um, oh, totally. I'm, yeah. I think that I would say too, like as far as when they're ready to buy. I, part of the reason, going back to what I was starting, starting to say here and how we got to there, is so, of course, years of answering those calls and stuff brought me to the point where I was like, man, I want to process. I want I want them to have to kind of come through some filters because yeah. I want them to be ready to buy till they get to me. Mm-hmm. I don't want my time wasted uh, because that's just not how I operate now. I'm at the point in my career where I don't need that. I just need them right. to be ready to go because guess what there's somebody behind you and five more that are ready to roll yeah so they're ready um i think um, you know and i go ahead sir no i was just thinking like the because we talk about the process a lot like we both have kind of a and i and we talk about this all the time in the background too like kind of go back and forth on like how much is too much like when are you being Mm -hmm. you know like kind of making it too hard to get to you versus like just the right amount um so there's definitely like you know like kind of you got to find your own little goldilocks moment there where it's like and that's a work in progress like i'm always changing my thing and and so are you um but i think a lot of it comes down to experience and a gut feeling um and i know you you know this and everyone out everyone listening who's like been in the business more than a couple of years um knows that it's like you just know you just know yeah. you know what i mean like i, mean, I don't really I even know what the language is you look for yeah you just kind of i just like, think there's certain cues they give you uh yeah obviously the, some the language ones we already said where there's yeah. certain languages the certain questions um for pricing, and then there's still ones that will surprise like, you yeah there are some that will surprise you if you are like if you get a request and it's to me, it's always clear that they're very price con- conscientious, like like mm-hmm. really only focused on the price versus experience, um, is when they're saying things like, we want something nice. Uh, for Ireland and Scotland, they always say B&Bs. And I'm like, actually, some, some like my higher end country houses are not necessarily cheaper than a city hotel. And also, like, you don't actually want a true B&B, like, because you just don't know what that experience is, is that, like, um, weird but, tv fantasy or some something like that? yeah like, yeah but i think in their years. head in their head it's always like they're using that language because they think it's something small something cheap and they're like it's moderate we want something nice but we we're not fancy that's another that's a big one oh I hear all yeah the time. yeah that's a good one uh, like we we don't like anything fancy and we don't you know we don't really care about the hotel which is like my biggest pet peeve oh i, I think that's most people that. in travel we're like what oh yes you do yeah yeah because that's like, a first really? thing you're calling me about uh-huh yeah oh you don't care about the hotel okay 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 you don't block oh, your number do, then you don't when you call you don't like you don't like good sleep and uh to eat hot showers and, uh hot with showers good water okay. pressure 
and conditioner, Katie. Conditioner. Yeah. Oh yeah, you you know that is my pet peeve. It's my biggest pet peeve. Why do I have to go to a five star? Get that girl some conditioner. conditioner. This is this is a basic right amongst humans. <laughs> Free Wi-Fi and conditioner. Like my my list isn't even that long. <laughs> 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 my list isn't that long just free wi-fi and conditioner it's fine yeah but no right. it's that's not true I, my list is much longer than that but I, honestly I, like yeah it's like when people say that they're and i'm like really okay do you want to stay in a hostel oh no it's like no you have the expectations of a good hotel with a zero dollar price tag um right you just mm. um <laughs> i also think sorry i feel that, like i got on a tangent no it's okay uh, what I'm, I'm still trying to like pull from my brain. I should have prepared better. Um, like specific ways. I'm like, this means the client's ready to go. You are late to the game if you are not sending them a credit card yes. transaction. Also, I've always been taught this. This is clearly not new news. Ask for the sale. If you're unsure, mm-hmm. end the conversation with, um, so I'll go ahead and hold this. I'll send it over to you and then we can do a deposit. Or if it's an email, yeah. um, I, this attaches what I'm holding. Or if you're not holding anything like, I'd love to hold, or don't say I'd love to hold it for you. I was like, scratch that. I don't mean that. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking, thinking out loud. Um, I was trying to think of what I just said recently when I couldn't hold something. I think I said, we're not holding anything at this time, but if you're ready to, to lock it in or deposit on it, here's the link to my credit card form. But just yeah. ask for the sale. They'll then tell you where they're at. They'll immediately come yes. back and be like, well, here's what yeah. we need to change, or we're not ready, or they're going to ignore you. And there's, there's your actually, clue. Yeah, exactly. There, that is. The, um, yeah, that's a big clue. Speaking of that, I we get asked a lot. How often should you follow up? I am a big do, one time. Yeah, I do one time. Actually, hmm, I would say I'm mixed on this. It depends on the advisor because so you know most of my trips are like repeat. So if there's someone yeah. who is generally like responsive becomes unresponsive then i'm just like a little too curious i'll do a follow-up and then i'll do another follow-up but generally like two is kind of where i close it and i'll actually say that in the email i'm like um this actually gets a response so if i haven't heard something from an advisor client in a while i will reach out and i'll be like hey like are, are they still interested do we need to like work on anything here i'm happy to answer any questions um or should i just go ahead and archive this and people will actually respond to that. If I'm like, should I close the file? And then if it's a no, people will come back and say like, yeah, go ahead and, and close it, which I appreciate. I think that's a good, yeah, no, I think we've we've discussed this before in earlier episodes, like, you know, following up with your suppliers in that sense, just to yeah. close the loop Especially a little bit. Especially if they keep, like, because there's, there's some suppliers that will like, they're, they're going to hound you until you give them a firm until yes or get no. get rid of it. Um, uh, I would but, say with my, my traveler business, I actually have never had a problem yet with closing because I feel like it's so, I'm, I feel like that's kind of a byproduct though, just cause I'm so niche that by the time they get through the well, process, and actually, it kind of, it kind of goes together. to show too, it's not easy to get to you. Not that it's super yeah. hard either, but right. I think we're kind of similar in this. Like you have to take a few steps to get to me. Yeah, they're committed. So that tells the me that you're serious. Yeah, if if we've gone through a call and then they paid the fee, um, that's it. We're done. Like I don't worry. I about actually, it. It's I have had 
I think I've had, I bet I'm up to five or six now. In, I mean, in three years, so not, I think, yeah, not off the lot, top of my yeah. head, that have paid fee and not booked. That always leaves me feeling awkward. Right. That makes me it feel It is stupid. awkward. Some of them have valid reasons. Um, yeah. But most of them, but it's I think been that's, like, I'll follow up and follow up and follow up and follow up, and then it's yeah. just crickets. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm done. Yeah. You've, you've hit way well, past my max. Yeah, you've gone beyond. I mean, and at the end of the day, like, I mean, you did the job, you know, they paid you the fee and you did did your research, whether they choose to book or not, that's kind of on them. I think that's kind of like the, it's, that's one of the big differences of like, when you're so specific in what you will book, like for me, for destination versus Mm -hmm. like, because if they haven't really decided, even though they they committed to the process and paid the fee, they still may not be at the decision process where it's like, I feel like by the time they've got to me, if we're doing Ireland, they're like, they're all in, you know? Right. And I don't have to stress on that. Like, they're not going to pay me a fee if they're considering a different destination that I don't book because they're not going to pay two fees. Does that make sense? No, that, I yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think... It's interesting with the ones recently that have been kind of all over the board. I do think that is like an effect of the internet or Instagram. Yeah. Like I think that's like the Instagram effect of Mm -hmm. they think everything's accessible. And then till we narrow it down. And I actually don't mind doing this due diligence for a few reasons because I've and I'm usually narrowing it down from like a super an even more broader range down to two or three. Um. But the reason I don't necessarily mind doing it is because I can tell on the call, I, everything I'm saying that would normally trigger somebody is not triggering. So yeah. then I know, okay, my only option here is to tell you or to show you and you have to go with a gut decision. So we actually discuss that part. I'll be like, here, I'm going to give you two or three options. And you have to go with, I need you to gut check yourself. What is immediately yeah. exciting me and what is not? And I try to use words like that so that way when we're checking in with each other and I'm like, okay, how did we feel? How is this going to make you feel? And we talk about things like what is happening. Actually, this is a good example of this. The other week, I'm trying to, this is terrible now. I can't remember where they are actually going. Um, But one of the things was I spoke to someone who thought they wanted to go to Europe. And like that's how they completely filled out my form. Um, I can't even remember where they wanted to go in Europe. That's terrible. Oh, well. Uh, get on the phone. We start talking. She's like, so I'm like, oh, so you're celebrating this. This is great. Yeah, so we can't leave until then because I have this, this, and this going on in the weeks before it. Da, da, da. So we start discussing that. And I'm like, and she's never been to Europe. And I'm like, it doesn't, I, I remember saying, it doesn't sound like you, you're not convincing me that you want to go to Europe. Yeah, I don't think I do. I just, I'm like, yeah. it feels like too much. Yes, it feels like really stressful and a lot to prepare for. And I'm like, listen, we'll make it as pain-free as possible. But at the end of the day, I'm not the one getting on the plane. I don't pack your bags and I don't step on the plane. That's it. So if you are feeling those things, then it is not a good fit. Because I said, are you going to feel anxious leading up to the trip with everything else going on in your life right before that trip? Yes. Cool. We're moving on to a new new destination. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think done. That's like, yeah, that's it. Keep going. But that goes back to like just how we we talked about the beginning of this of this episode, like learning your strengths and selling, because that has always been your strength. Like you're very very good at reading the client and directing them 
to like helping them come to this the decision that they're eventually going to make you know what i mean like yeah. that person would have eventually figured out that europe wasn't right for them but you helped them get from a to b so that they can yeah. move on and plan the trip and i'm definitely not good take. at memorizing itineraries that is never i can't memorize itineraries <laughs> to save my life katie and i could have done something similar together a hundred times and i'd be like wait are they gonna go here or there i can't i don't know <laughs> what that is i just can't my brain doesn't operate even Hawaii, which I've been seven times, love, 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 love Hawaii. I couldn't tell you. Like, people are like, oh, but on this side, the, in this town, I'll be like, uh-huh, uh-uh, mm-mm, that's not where my brain is. I could, like, yes. pick a restaurant or maybe a key point, but my yeah. brain just doesn't break it down that way. But if you want to know See, that's where my brain, today, like, lives in the destination. So I, that's I how that's I close why. sales. Like, that's where I... Absolutely. Like, goes back to, back to what we were saying like you have to know your strength so my strength is like i feel confident in my knowledge of the destination so kill it yeah so i just yeah like i just just, i immediately like because people always come to you with some sort of like pardon me for any like non-travel people listening but y'all come up with some like stupid questions i love you with all the love of my heart but there's there's some dumb questions floating around and that's how i immediately establish my expertise because i'm like yeah you're not gonna do this and this is why and then it's done you know what I mean? Right. Like whatever I do from that point on, I've established trust that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you make the mistakes that you might have made planning it yourself. Um, right. And and some of that's just like a confidence level. It in, does. It comes with time. I, I, it comes with time. It comes with time. And I say that with that's the luxury of focusing on a few destinations versus all over. Um, but that's why no, you I need good suppliers. I, won't, I won't also, let you do that either. That's true. I think too. I've actually I've thought about this a lot, and I wish I could. I'll have to start really trying to focus on writing this down or something. I kind of put travelers based on some of the answers they say in their uh, forms to me. Mm-hmm. They're they're into categories. Like I just mm-hmm. mentally that because again because of experience, I'm just like okay, you're this category. But I've never labeled those categories in my head. They're, I just yeah. know it by like something they'll say just and I'm like okay you're in that category so that comes with time just knowing you'll hear things repeatedly from people and you'll be like cool that's you go in that category you go in that one and and I don't that's not a negative thing it's just how like I personally yeah you're break just like identifying the, down. the patterns yeah, yeah. so that I yeah. then react that way to the right way to them um well, I, and then, I really enjoyed that question. I'll have to be better about thinking of some examples too. and then going on stories and being I like, know. here's a great example of how I knew this was going to end. I think a lot of it really is like time and experience, though, because we, I mean, we were talking about this, I think, before the podcast when we saw this question come in. And something, this is something I started doing at my old job, and I do it now, uh, particularly for me, because I don't necessarily. I don't get to read the client because most of my clients are advisors. So I'm getting their interpretation of what the client has said. Um, so I'm like picking up secondhand. And, but you still get really good at it. Like I, if, when a request comes in, I am mentally logging it as, okay, this one is most likely gonna close. Okay, this one, probably only a 10% chance of actually booking but this is an exercise in teaching them how I work so that this is investing time for a future booking. You know, it's more mm-hmm. of like a sales process versus right. I think I'm gonna actually make money on this trip. It's like, I know that I'm not, I'm investing time for future trips. Um, so yeah, I would kind of encourage everyone to do that. Like you just start to get 
better at it along the way and be like, yeah, I think this one's going to happen. I think it isn't. And then that also could kind of guide your, um, like we were talking about earlier, like how often to follow up. Like if it's one that you don't really think is going to happen, yeah, maybe, maybe you don't need a bunch of follow-ups for that. Just let it go. Right. I don't, it's, it's definitely a learning experience. Just taking the time to learn and just knowing your gut and yeah. trust yourself I and think that's it. take there's the still, time uh, to find out actually in the travel institutes a cta program there's an entire section dedicated to learning different types of buyers i yeah. my brain it was like i'm not gonna lie it was kind of too big for my brain in the sense that it was like a lot of science terms and i was like Ooh. yeah i'm sure I, i'm sure this is actually how i break it down but i can't memorize this uh right but it, that was good it was it was a good section about like p.s that's what they test on if you're taking your cta you <laughs> there were so Spoiler. many psych questions oh i was fortunate enough that i had uh, my friend who's a psych professor sitting proctoring the test and i was like <gasps> i didn't focus on that um but it is a, it's a great resource in that sense if you are taking or considering taking your cta with travel institute by p.s this is not sponsored um they do cover an entire section on the type of seller or excuse me yep. no type, type of, buyer. of buyer yeah i think you could yeah do do your due diligence do some research there's a lot of resources out there and cta is one and then at the end of the day like we've said a, a million times there's really no substitute for time and experience and you'll learn even if you don't know what to name these buyers even if you don't know exactly what it is you'll know it when you see it like when as each request comes in you'll be like mm-hmm. mentally logging um how to best handle it and you'll you'll just mm-hmm. keep keep learning from experience just practice yep. all right we'll do some more listener questions on our next episode and yeah get to answer a lot of them as always please send your questions our way and we'll try to get them all answered yeah if you ever have ideas at travel pro theory on instagram it's the best way to reach both of us all right bye bye